We're checking in with our state senator, Jonathan Lindsay, on the line this morning. And uh, if you thought you were going to ease into uh, your service in Lansing, certainly not the case. Uh, the legislature thrown right into the fray here with, uh, with obviously the budget things uh, with the governor and the debate over the tax cuts and those things. But then obviously the tragedy last week at Michigan State University, which has re-sparked a push for for gun legislation here in the state of Michigan. Kind of walk us through what got introduced last week and uh, and where you stand on those bills that got uh, introduced in the in the Michigan Senate. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's uh, straight into the fray. Luckily, I didn't ever expect that they were just going to ease us into this. So um, we're going to full speed ahead. Last week, as you said, uh, the, the House and the Senate actually took some, uh, took some time and I think an appropriate pause based on what happened in Lansing and uh, a lot of our offices. What we did were you know, reacting to people who every district had individuals who were impacted by what happened in Lansing. And so... Um, we were, of course, responsive to that. Coming towards the end of the week, as you mentioned, the uh, Democrat majority did introduce a package of uh, proposed laws that would um, affect the way uh, citizens are able to have and use firearms in Michigan. And so the primary focus was kind of in three topical areas, red flag laws that people have heard a lot about most people are familiar it gives the ability for somebody to uh, uh, effectively take away someone's uh, right to bear arms based on reporting um, something about them um, storage laws that impact the way that you can actually have your um, firearms in your home and then um, a sort of expansion of the way background checks are done are kind of the three areas that they really focused on with these bills. Uh, I'm opposed to all of them. I've been a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. I think that what we see time and time again is there's a tragedy, there's uh, violence based on a bad person doing bad things and using firearms to do it, and then uh, the reaction is that uh, certain politicians use that as an opportunity to say we should take away people's rights and I disagree with that, so uh, I'll be opposing these measures. Obviously, the the tragedy at Michigan State brought it back to light for, for all of us. And uh, again, again, right? You know, what happens in California or New York, you know, Mississippi? There was a, a mass shooting down there. Uh, we don't feel it as much. We feel it here closer to home with that. So what is the answer to to trying to halt them? The governor has made her pledge saying she's going to do everything she can to stop mass shootings. What is the answer in your mind? Well, I think there are two areas that should be strongly addressed um, that could make a real difference. Number one is actually focusing on law and order. I mean, all too often when we see these things happen, these are repeat offenders who usually soft-on-crime Democrats have allowed back on the streets to do more harm to their community. The issue isn't just that they used a firearm to commit a crime. It's that they're uh, people who are doing uh, bad things to their community, and then because of a, a strange view about justice that primarily comes from uh, the left of politics, they end up being allowed to continue to do those things. And then the other area of it is um, a lot of times if that's not the case, what we see is that it, as someone 
especially if they're younger, who's uh, facing um, mental health challenges. And uh, there needs to be a more robust approach to that, but that also intersects with how law enforcement is able to treat cases if, if someone's uh, actually showing themselves to be a risk to themselves or others around them. But coming back to the idea that it's specifically guns and that tackling guns is what's going to, uh, you know, prohibiting people's ability to use guns is what's going to solve the problem is just a fallacy. I mean, these are individuals, and you can find, I just named a few of the reasons that we end up seeing uh, why they come out and, and do awful things in their community. Um, but it comes back to those individuals and find inter- interventions uh, to tackle the problem. Uh, it's not something like saying that, you know, somebody who's a good law-abiding citizen who has a firearm in their house that's there to defend against this sort of thing needs to lock that firearm up where they can't get to it if there's a home invasion. That's just crazy, and that's the kind of solution they're proposing. Do these bills get passed, do you think? I think they do. And obviously the governor would sign them. She's already pledged her support for those, so we'll see where that goes here in the next couple of weeks. Real quickly then, uh, more on the the budget issues, uh, the, the plans that, again, that the other side of the aisle had proposed have gone through. Uh, obviously there wasn't the votes there necessarily for immediate impact on, on some of these. Give us the latest update on that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh the bill they had put into, uh, from multiple components into a uh, multi-section bill and passed all in, at once this last Thursday would have uh, touch on several of the tax items you and I have discussed before, EITC, some of the way that income taxes, tax and retirement. But it also, importantly, would go back, uh, adjust the budget from last year, um, kind of do some uh, you know cooking of the books to make sure that there wasn't an automatic tax cut for everybody across Michigan. It passed. It didn't get immediate effect. Um, so it's still available for reconsideration, as I understand it. And as an outcome of this, what people probably should be aware of is that the, the Democrats in the Senate have effectively threatened, by proposing a new rule, to take away the immediate effect um, process. And I think for a lot of people who don't follow the nuance of politics, this would be the closest to saying, I think it was Harry Reid who took away the filibuster in the, in the Senate federally. What they're, what they're talking about doing is saying, if we don't get our way, we're going to change what is decades, if not hundreds of years of history in the Michigan Senate, and just ram this through and make it immediate. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, but they're, they're really saying that we have the majority, we can do whatever we want, um, the other party doesn't matter. And I think it's going to have disastrous consequences for the state. Never a dull moment in Lansing. Jonathan, thanks for checking in and uh, giving us the story, and we'll, uh, if not sooner, talk in a couple of weeks, all right? Thank you. That's State Senator Jonathan Lindsay with us this morning.